0: This is Three Valleys Radio. It's Wednesday night, and that means it's time for... Football? Bloody hell. On the show tonight, we've got Mr. Paul Thorpe. I'm here, feeling very chippy. Or even chipper. Hilda Pryor's here. (laughs) We're just going to talk about football. Good evening. Uh, A
1: bit
0: sad after last night, but never mind. I'm sure we'll dissect it in a minute. Definitely not quick (laughs) off the mark there. Um, Rick Hyatt, I expect you'll be quick off the mark.
2: Boy, what's happened?
0: Well, I don't know. Nothing much, is it? (laughs) I don't think you've you've arrived and... (laughs) I um, don't know. Yeah, no, no. Tell me, was there a football match
2: last night? uh,
3: No,
0: no, nothing much, really, you know. Hilda, are you
3: here? I am here, but as far as I'm aware, yesterday was a slow news day.
0: (laughs) All right, Okay. (laughs) Well, as I was saying earlier, let, let, let's start with Yeovil. Um, another draw must be getting a little bit frustrated because by all accounts they played quite well and they were four minutes away from their first victory on Saturday. Um, you, I know, didn't go, uh, thought, um, Hilda, but obviously you were, you were doing the results for us on Saturday and you obviously got a feeling for how the game mm-hmm. went. What was your opinion of it? So... Based on what, what what
3: we saw, what we what we read, um, is that Yeovil again were were bang unlucky. Um, the sort of the new order of the day seems to be this uh, Hargreaves ball, if you like, that we're playing, which is uh, on the ground and it's um, a completely different style to what Yeovil were playing last season. And I think when you play, sort of quote unquote, right way. You've got to allow the team to be able to push through their mistakes and sort of get used to this new style of playing. Um, I think before the game, if you look at it in isolation, you go, "Okay, a point on the road, probably not a bad point. But obviously, when it's a 93rd minute equaliser or whatever it is, um, it's a bit of blow. But I have to say, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it was a quality header. To be fair to them, when they equalised, it was one of those where it was was flicked on and it just looped straight over the goalkeeper. Grant Smith was nowhere near it. It flew in. So um, sometimes you just got to hold your hands up and say, great finish. But um, I think, obviously, being 2-1 up with a few minutes to go, Hargreaves will be disappointed. But certainly when you look at the levels of performance, I think it's much better than the table suggests at the moment.
0: Yeah, certainly sounds it, doesn't it? I mean, I know, Paul, you didn't see it, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on the way they're going? Yeah, I've heard, I've
1: heard enough about it, but very similar, really. I think that, uh, from my perspective, as uh, sort of like uh, being the fact that I've been a, a manager and a coach, at, obviously, at a lower level. But, um, you know, I think that it's game progression. Uh, they're obviously working hard on the training ground, but it's um, the level of performance is it's um It's sort of... Um, no matter what I've seen, we are creating enough opportunities to get the ball in the box. Um, we need a bit more anticipation about attacking the box. Um, but also our football play has been fairly good. And I think that, um, you know, we all talk about the moment you're in this transitional period where they're having to build a squad every single year. That's not easy to do. I can tell you that, you know, for no stretch of the imagination. It's very difficult to knit these sides together, even when you add just a couple of players. Um, and uh, but I can see some progress, you know, and uh, the fact that they're getting themselves into winning um situations but not seeing them out, um, it, 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 it is a, it's two ways. One, I'm disappointed that we're not getting points on the board, but other, the other side of it is saying that we're getting ourselves into those positions. I'd be more worried if we weren't
3: creating Thorpey. chances. I just want to bring um, Rick mm. in on that because Rick did the game um, against Barnet, And from what yeah. I heard from you and George, um, Rick, is it was more of the same on, on Tuesday, wasn't it? And they absolutely dominated the play but got caught sort of on the sucker punch twice. Absolutely. They had three
2: guilt-edged opportunities. Could have been 3-0 up, you know, before mm. Barnet had a sniff of it. And if you... I got myself saying it in commentary you've got to take those chances when you're on top yeah. you've got to push home that advantage because the other opposition will get a phase where they're dominant and if you don't take your chances true. and you're not ahead when it comes round you're going to end up chasing the game which is what what they ended up doing uh, on Tuesday
1: yeah but you've got to be said, ruthless and uh, if you're not ruthless in,
2: in front of goal then uh, you're going to suffer absolutely and it depends how uh, the managers passing this info on to the team. Because if you look at it, or you could look at it and say, oh, no, we've only got so many points, it's rubbish or whatever. But they could be, they're dominating games, which is good. A point against Wrexham, you know, is always going to be a good point in this division. It's four minutes away from getting a win on Saturday. So you take the positives from that. And yeah. given the given the changes, number of changes we've made in the squad, you know, they're not in a bad position, really. Just stick with it and keep believing that it's going to come good.
1: Well, I was talking to Tony Pound the other day, and I said you've got to give him at least six, six, seven, eight games. He said probably, yeah. probably he said probably even ten games. You know, to to settle in to to one his way of of, of, of play. Um, there could be like additions to the squad where he might need to strengthen. Um, so but I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged not at sure. all. I think the work. I think the work rate's there. Um, the fitness is there. It's just a matter of them. Seeing if they can close games out. it's been quite exciting,
3: positions. hasn't it? Is a word that I would use because we did the Wrexham game, and mm. particularly that second half, hewish Park was bouncing for the first time in what I'd heard for a long old time.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a good performance. Showed them a bit too much respect in the first half, and we um, spoke about it for half time. You know, and see what they expect second half, and. Um, you know the team talk must have worked. So they get out there, they didn't show them respect, they move the ball around very quickly. You know, and they got the results, and they absolutely
0: deserved it. Of course, Gary Johnson always used to say, "Give it ten games before you start making assessments of a team." So you know, yeah, you're dead absolutely. right there, Paul. You're dead right. I mean, it, it, it well, does... you need to.
1: This 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 uh, transitional part where like they've got a rebuilt squads, new manager comes in, new coaching uh, staff from the old players. You know, he's kept the nucleus of the good players that we. I'm not saying the other players were bad, you know, but the the, the more consistent players and the players that we felt that were like really good. We have lost a, you know, a, a great player just before the start of the season as well, which would have been a massive blow for any side. So we've got to give him the opportunity to to knit his side together, and um, you know that may t- that may take a little bit longer than anticipated, but um, the fact that he's here. He's, he, he, the team are playing well. They—they're not lacking in confidence, but they're a young squad again, so it's going to take some
2: time. And another thing is, if if that Barnet that win on Tuesday take Barnet top, yes, it did. If that's the team that you've got to beat in order, you've got to finish above in order to get promotion.
3: Yeah.
2: then uh, There's every chance because that's not a promotion-winning side at all. Sorry, Barnet.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Well, that's interesting, that is it. Why do you think that they're not a championship sign? Because...
2: Know, like to do the championship? Um, I don't know. I'm looking at it through Yeovil's eyes, obviously. Just the amount of dominance that Yeovil had in the game, the position they should have been in, and the nature of Barnett's goals. One was just shoddy, shoddy defending at the near post, and the second one was a worldie. It's not an awful thing yeah. they should have done it. So that's I, the only I thing I'd say about Yeovil. Yeah, if, I, if I'm going
1: to be critical about Yeovil, I think that at the moment, you know, what I said before the start of season, the most important thing this year for me is clean sheets. Yeah. You have to get those clean you sheets always- there, and, and you're always in a game, and and you, you know that gives that builds confidence for your midfield and into your tackle player. The ball moves around a little bit quicker, you know, and and you're you've got confidence in your defensive ability as a team to keep a clean sheet. And that that breeds confidence anyway. You know, and, and the fact that we haven't done that and the sloppiness that we give a goal away after playing so well and working so hard, that's a disappointing thing for me, you know, if I want to be critical about it. But, I mean, you know, I I, I sort of maybe understand it from, from a coach's and a manager's perspective and a player's perspective is the fact that, you know, I, I can see what's happening and it's not easy to put right and it's a damn sight harder to keep those clean sheets. And um, that might just be a little bit of a... Our um, failure for this season, you know, there might be that uh, you need to add a couple of players of more experience or pace to be able to get those those results or, or, uh, and see them through.
0: Well, certainly, you know, at least we're, we're not getting hammered every week. It's only an odd goal in it, and uh, you know, I think that I think Chris Todd, uh, Chris Todd, I'm just doing something about Chris Todd. Uh, Chris Hargreaves is doing a really good job, and I'm sure Chris Todd's doing his bit as well behind the scenes. So uh, yeah. you know, once has got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's only th- is it three or four games in four? Don't I think is it four? Uh, four
3: uh, games, good in, in yes, yeah, good question.
1: Yeah, So I mean, it's, it's, you know I I I certainly time, don't yeah. want to see. I don't want to see them do what when I first came to the Oval. We were like really had six points and we were pretty much down uh, anyway. Um, but. I felt that we were extremely unlucky that season to go down because we used to have apps. Once we, you know, Jerry Gow got a few players in, you know, I remember he had both of them coming, John McGinley coming, like you know, and uh, some other really good players, you know, uh, Whittingham and, uh, and Spencer. Like so, it it, it was it, We had great players, hard-working players, and we used to really batter size, but we constantly kept let, letting in silly goals. You know, the effort that we were putting into what we were actually getting in return. Was unfortunately not up to what you know, uh, as, as good as what we should have been getting. And you don't want to become that unlucky side that, that only loses one nil all the time because that becomes a bad habit. And um, like Everton, um,
2: yeah, that was what happened that year, wasn't it? it was Yeah, played
1: track, look, probably the best football I've ever seen Yeovil play. Oh. You know, and, and with the budget they had, you know, there the, the, the was Premiership managers saying that if Gary Johnson like keeps them up, he should get manager of the year because their budget. And the yeah. players that he's got in that budget, there's no way they
3: should be even, you know, getting any points. And, but they On are doing. On the flip doing... side, Thorpe, um, Barnet have got a bit of previous to this, haven't they? Because do you remember during the when um, yep, the lockdown playoffs. hit and yep. we did the playoff game, which yep. obviously was a unique experience because it's the first time we did it, obviously in front of no fans. So obviously it's a unique game in that respect. But I think Yeovil. Well, they hit the bar three or four times, oh, didn't they? Yeah, and, and lost two nil. It, it seems yeah. very reminiscent of the game that Rick described mm-hmm. on Tuesday in the yeah, same yeah, position. No,
1: absolutely, we we, <laughs> we tore them as threads at times that night, and, uh, and I can't believe that we actually lost the game. But um, you know, that's a good good habit for Barnet to have, and not such a good one for uh, for us to, to have at the moment. Well, but expect
2: to win when you're not playing well. If you, if you yeah, get no, that, absolutely, then, uh,
1: yeah, yeah you're absolutely. It. But we, we find ourselves, you know, nothing too, too much to worry about, but, um, you know, a little precarious where we are, we're sat at the moment because I think that our, our performances do deserve more points. Um, but I just think there might be like a couple of little additions that maybe are required before we actually see the best part of um, yoga at the moment.
0: Rick, have you noticed that um, everybody seems to be talking an awful lot about Yeovil at the moment? And I'm just wondering why we're spending so much time on Yeovil. Have you got any ideas as to why that is? Yeah, because you said let's start with Yeovil. Well, <laughs> yeah, it could be <laughs> that. It could be that. But you know, I I didn't hey, say let's have a marathon hey, session it, on Yeovil. It? Um, hey, do
2: we have to do this? an emergency podcast now that United have won, like the one we had to do when they were
3: losing? To, yeah. to be fair, yeah. you were talking about teams winning. Um, and not playing well. So that couldn't be spoken about with um, with what happened yesterday. <laughs> I,
2: te- I tell you what would help Yeovil get this first win. Who have they got Saturday?
3: Uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. Yeah, Dagenham, Dagenham in and
2: Redbridge is midfield, lines up Harvey Elliott, Jordan Henderson, and that other old fella, James Milner. Then Yeovil will have a chance, because
3: I would pass my chances against that three.
1: What? Yeah, Could I, I, I ask you lads a question? Did you see are we that? Go, are we going
3: straight into it then? let into going it. In?
1: Let's Let's go it. Doing it. Are so we I'll, doing it? I'll, yeah. I'll throw the first question in. Did you did you guys see that performance coming? No. Not. And really. it hasn't hasn't the manager been really really bold? He's dropped his captain. You know he, he, he he's been really looked at and went right. My left back's not doing what I want to do. My centre half's not doing. It. Even though he's captain, he's not doing what I want to do. They had pace. They had energy. They pressed uh, pressed Liverpool. And did exactly what Liverpool used to do to other sides. Yet Liverpool have not got started yet, and absolutely they deserve to win the game. And listen, I almost like to think like I think that we got a consolation goal because I think we didn't deserve. We, oh, they, the pressing was that good that the only way Liverpool could go was sideways or backwards. Yeah. And I think that that is testament to, to to the team that he put out. He got pace in there. He 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 put Rashford up front and said, "Look, you're more striker." He didn't play Ronaldo because he said he wasn't. He didn't. He's not doing what what I want him to do. I don't think he's capable of of that pressing at the moment. And um, I I take my half to him, to be honest with you, even though I'm gutted.
2: Yeah, it's it's like I said the other week about the Liverpool thing. If a team plays well, whatever your allegiance is, you know you're an idiot if you deny when teams have played well but you've got to be concerned about that that Liverpool team looked as flat and uninspired as I've seen um, for a long, long time
3: y- y- yeah, I, was and so, I so concerned Thorpe, so concerned, yeah. sorry mate I'm just going to say that it wasn't the fact that we lost, it was how we lost based on uh, Rick just reminding me through the screen there, listener, as to what the score was wow. and, and how we lost. I and wasn't going hearing, hearing Gary Neville scream down the mic was the oh. thing. Uh, is this allowed? loud... Isn't that a beautiful
0: no, noise? T- talk about <laughs> rubbing it in. But, um, <laughs> can, it was just, can, can an idiot it, have a word, please? Because uh, I'm a bit of an idiot when it comes to Man United, as you know. But um, <laughs> Go you know, on. Um, to answer Thorpey's question, initially he said, "Did we honestly expect that to happen?" Well, no, we didn't. Um, however, I didn't think they were going to be anything like they were against Brentford. I thought we'd have an improvement. I was just surprised and, and absolutely delighted with the improvement because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just flash in the pan. They were brilliant. I thought. Um, just on
3: that, Aid, what? do you think there was? Is it fair to say, uh, this is an honest question, is it fair to say that it is a combination of United playing well and just how off it Liverpool were? Or
0: Yeah, yeah but I don't think United allowed Liverpool to, to, to show, even if they wanted no, to. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, I mean, all right, there was obviously some, some problem in camp because... Uh, Milner and um, Van Dyke there were having a bit of a go in the field in the middle of the field there, and it, quite clearly they were they were not happy, um, and he was right. I mean, he, Van Dyke just stood there when Jay what was Sancho that all about? that, put, put that goal, away, was just... you know. But for the, um...
2: defend, for the best central defender that's ever played ever in the history of the world. <laughs> He's
0: had
3: a bad old
1: couple of weeks, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah he's, exactly. not, he's not started at all this season. Maybe there's reasons for that. Maybe uh, there's something behind the scenes we don't know.
3: But Thorpe, is, know, it, it, is, it a, is it an overreaction to say that, you know, you you get teams that go in cycles, but because Klopp demands so much, are we just mm. going to have a flat season? Because, you know, you're demanding so much of these players. And as Rick says, you're demanding so much of players who are now... 30-plus in the centre of midfield, trying yeah. to do the same pressing job. Have yeah. we just got to be realistic that you can't keep doing that year on, year on, than expecting to still be pushing for, for trophies, particularly when we haven't really done that much business that we talked about last week?
1: Well, I, I, listen to what I said a few weeks ago. We've actually said it two or three times. I think we're going to have a difficult season. I've, I've said it for, for a while. I think that, one, we're going to miss money. 100%, we're going to miss him. Um, they needed it, they they did need, you know. Why would you get rid of, of money and, and keep Firmino? As much as I love him, the bits, you needed to get rid of him this year and keep money and bring a new fresh uh, striker in.
3: And you know, I got that he, he poor, poor. Was he poor, poor yesterday.
2: Oh. He's going to run his contract down, isn't he? And so there's well, nothing in the return for him. So you get a new player in to replace him, you don't get any well, return on it. Well, Listen. That
1: sometimes that happens, Richard, Rick. Mm-hmm. That sometimes that needs to be done. Milner, you know, uh, need needs. Listen, he, he got he's, he got a three-year contract last year. Maybe they're bringing in the coach, and I don't know. But we need to. We needed to go somebody like, uh, you know, maybe that down looking at Leeds, certain midfielder that's gone to been sit on the bench at Man City, you know, and 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 bring in some fresh blood into because the midfield looked. Uh, overworked. You've obviously got injuries. I know we got seven or eight injuries, but that can't be an excuse. You know, you you have got to build that squad that you know if you're going to get three or four injuries or maybe worse, you
3: can back it up by by you know not going to the youth. Can I just um, Thorpe? Can I just take it back to United a second? Because Rick, yeah. were you were you surprised at how? And this isn't a criticism because it uh-huh. worked, but I was amazed that how many times. De Gea just launched it downfield and our defenders just went crikey, look at that. Like it was um, it was unbelievable the amount of time the balls were going in behind and Van Dyke and Gomez looked like they'd never seen a football before.
2: It was incredible. If, it's almost as if you've got a finally got a decent coach in place who spotted the fact that you're playing against an ultra pressing team. You can't play through that. So what do you do... So Fulham it. did the same.
3: Fulham did the same yeah. on um, opening day. It's worth and it works. stating.
1: Mm. I it have works. to say that we've not had the same back line, which does not... have always said before in previous... Not just about Liverpool, but other teams as well. Particularly, we talked about it with Man
3: United. You cannot It'll be keep changing time, your back last line. Last time Van Dijk and Gomez played together was the 7-2 uh, yeah. defeat to Aston Villa. Yeah, but there was a... yeah. Yeah, you know that,
1: but the, it looked it looked too open, didn't it? They're, they're too far apart. And you know, as a, as a, as an old centre half, you need to what do what I say is pivoting. If one goes, one's got to tuck behind it. If one, the other one goes, you have got to tuck behind. And you've got to pull mid, your 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 full backs in as well, because as that unit moves around defending right side, central, left hand side, or you know forward or back, you know it's got to, it's got to work as a team in its own way in the game and. um and that's something that, that you know, uh Liverpool have not got at the moment. They who's, haven't got... Who's, uh, this, um, who's this new right-back
2: and what have you done with Trent Alexander-Arnold?
1: Well, his, his, his defensive side of it is oh. showing up. He's not, oh, realistically, not realistically... You know, we talked about in the England game as well, his positioning, <laughs> I talked about him not opening his body up, ball-watching, he gets caught in behind. You know, to me, realistically, he's not what I would call a traditional, like, Trippier. I'd like to see Trippier beyond. Going him. forward, he you know, wasn't he's, much he's, better either yesterday. No, but if you allow his energy to go into the attacking side instead of like just the defending side, he's more of a wing back than he is a defender. You know, I think that he's being exposed. You know, he's still young, but he's still been exposed. And he I think that's the one criticism I've got of him is that his body positioning isn't right. You know, when you come to the Premier League or a it's those fine details that somebody like Steve Rutter, believing, would pick out, and he'd say, you know, I've been in his coaching sessions. Your body position's wrong. You need to be doing this. Your body position here, so you can see this, see that, you know. And his body position is totally wrong when the ball is coming from the their their right hand side, right in on top of him, and he is that people are saying he's a weak link. We're going to play on it, and they're, they're finding those faults. So, you know, you either double up uh, or you you play him as a wing-back. I'd like to see, you know, Liverpool, as I do most teams, I'd like to see uh, them play three at the back and give him that that chance to be a a wing-back.
0: I'll tell you what, though. um, I'm a great believer in the law of averages. And if you look... Um, United haven't beaten Liverpool for I can't remember the figures they gave, but I um, mean it's only like twelve games or something. I think you know, so a you competitive a game. We would do a win, definitely. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, and I, I think that one. I think that Ten Hag obviously ripped into them afterwards, and so they deserved it because it was so abysmal against Brentford. And you put it all together, and um, you know. Oh, and by the way, could you pass on a message to Mohamed Salah for me? Uh, there's there's nothing like winning a game that you want to against your old rivals. But when you just happen to put £3.30 on 2-1 for the correct score, really, really grateful to Mohammed for scoring that goal because I also won a bit of money as well. <laughs> so it was a bloody good night last night.
1: I think I think it's the manner of the of the win. I think that they now set, those players that went out there, you know, uh, have set a precedence now for their fans. And, um... You know, where it looked absolutely disastrous. He's changed the personnel. He's had a word with every single one of them and told them to pull their fingers out, you know, and they've 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 done it. Now now all of a sudden they've set a standard that the fans won't accept anything less than what they're they're getting. You know, only four game four or three or four games into the Premier League season, you know, we've seen from one extreme to the other with, with Manchester United, absolutely dismal with no no leadership. The, change, to, the to changes were they, the little centre worked, half though, little who's, who's dominating, showing aggression, nudging players, saying you ain't going to beat me, and and that's what that's what
0: fans want to see. Who did you think Paul well, not... was the best player, you know, man of the match yesterday? Who who did you think?
2: Would he be five
1: foot nine? <laughs> <laughs> it. It, no, that, that's what I'm on about. I, I, I'd say it's very close between uh, him and uh, Malicious, the left back. I thought they were oh, outstanding. Yeah. You know, you saw you saw Rashford with with like a, a a glow, a desire which we hadn't seen for a whole season and a half. I can we, we can we
3: quickly talk about um no. uh, Fernandez a minute? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we spoke we spoke about last week. No, it might have been on the United podcast where we talk about how. Um, his dip and form had been a concern, yes. what I thought about last night because he was immense last night, but it seems to me that he has to be an absolute hothead in order to get that kind of performance because yesterday was really weird. I thought at times he was close to being sent off because he was just too over the top and so enthusiastic, but the crowd got behind it, but it made his performance mm. so good but just wondered from your boy's perspective is there a bit of a fine line when you watch it because i think of like rooney when they used to say an aggressive rooney was a good rooney but with fernandez he seems a little bit more erratic than that and it feels to me that like you could have a fine line where he could quite easily get sent off with how riled up he gets and how pumped he gets but i thought that that made him play really well yesterday. Well, he certainly seemed a Walk bit of a loose cannon on. yesterday. That's for certain.
2: Yeah. yeah. But he, he walks a line, doesn't he? Between We've criticised him in the past as United fans, the number of stray passes he puts in, because he's always trying to open things up and look for a killer pass all the time. So when that game's off, it looks like he's wasting an awful lot of a lot of the ball. And his petulance, his arm waving and the dive, he got booked for a dive yesterday, remember?
1: It's disgraceful.
2: Yeah, it, you know, it really would have been, you know, I can understand the two different Liverpool players that poked him in the eye after, mm. after that. Because, you know, it's got to make you very, very I forgot close. about that. Yeah, <laughs> what's all that about? Mm. Two incidents, he got poked in the eye. I know I would stop him, we'll poke him in the eye. Brilliant. But it is fine lines, fine margins with Fernandez, and he can do uh, things that aren't that different and look like a complete buffoon and a liability. And if oh he off, he looks like a genius. What well, did yeah, you I'm make of like, well,
3: him being captain, by the way?
2: If that's the 90s, he's done it before. I think it was just a case yeah. of that. And if you've got Ronaldo on the bench as well, other than give it to possibly De Gea, there's not really in, that much of an, an option on the field to do it because everyone else is, else is too new. But one, one important thing is one decent result against the old enemy does not change the fact that Manchester no. United have the worst owners in world football, and it needs to be changed and United have paid so far £1.5 billion for the privilege of having these buffoons in charge, and uh, they need to go.
0: Were you actually on the uh, protest march yesterday, Rick? Figuratively,
2: I was walking around my living room. Yeah, yeah. I turned up for the match late, because I'd done a couple extra laps, and uh, there was a lot of glazers out going on in my house, so
1: yes, yeah. I, I was. Well, just going back to uh, Manu, is that i, I just like to put another spin on it you know we talked about Fernandez. Right? you know is when when you've got players around you working as hard as what you are you know I think that's a massive difference to when players are not doing those running bits and um, you know when Pogba was in there not doing that running you know he's got play, he had players in there yesterday that were prepared to do that running you know and it's almost like the manager went you either start doing what I want you to do otherwise you're going to be out and I think you're going You know, you'll you'll find that I think that there's going to be a couple of little bits of movement in Manchester United with certain players.
2: I was thinking, mate, possibly they just didn't want to have to come in today and make up the mileage that they Uh, listen every football. Yeah, uh,
1: listen, every football club club has done that, and uh, I know I've had bad performances and been in there being run, you know, until we're sick on on a Sunday morning, and uh, it's not a nice experience. But don't be supposed to be, is it? It, well, it's not supposed to be like, but it, it, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's a punishment, yeah. you know, that, that you, you then, yeah. in the next game, you, you realise what you've got to do, you know. But the energy that, that Manchester United um, showed in that 90 minutes was so far above
3: um, what they'd been previously given. Thorpe, I've it, got a it question was quite for incredible. you. Because yeah. we both agreed that Manchester United absolutely dominated the game. So where I'm mm-hmm. going is I want oh, to talk to, <laughs> well, I want to talk about Klopp's comments because um, yeah. after the game because I'm yeah. sure we'll touch on oh. the Leeds game later because Tuchel did the same thing when he sort of said that um, he didn't praise Leeds at all I don't think and said that yeah, um, it was all sort of um, weak play from Chelsea but anyway um Klopp said that if we had played better we would have won the game and I thought my God, what a, what a comment that is. I mean, it's that... Was it Gino De Campo who said, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd been a bike? Like, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I do see what he's saying. You know, he, he, he didn't get a performance out of his team in such a big game, and that's disappointing. You know, maybe he ought to do a little bit of what uh, Ten Hag has done and, and give him a right good rookie and pull him in the day after and run them like silly, but... You know, I, I do understand what he's saying. You know, the fact that we we were, we we lost two one, um, we almost got a result out of it, and we were we were shocking. So what he's actually saying that if our if our performance levels would have been even fifteen percent better than what it was, because it was far <coughs> below what, what is expected of a Liverpool side at the moment. In fact, all all three three games have been um, very very poor for me you know, that, that we would have probably won the game, you know, and uh, if we'd have, you know, defended better, you know, or, of course, you know, it's all hindsight, isn't it? But I do see what he's saying. We didn't perform, we got beat, we got exactly what we deserved. But if we had done, we'd have possibly won the game.
2: But if, if you just look at the stats, you do look at the bare stats, possession, attempts yeah. on goal, things like mm. that, and you you didn't know the result, you would look at yeah. that and you would, and somebody said it was 2-1, you'd think it was 2-1 to Liverpool. Yes, uh, Better stats, better. Seventy percent possession. Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Yeah. it is. But but, but possession possession is only good, Rick, if yeah. if you're actually penetrating. It's you know, know what, what I mean? you do with a ball when you got it, isn't it? It's, it's, it's no good flirting with the girl if you're not going to do deliver your goods
0: at the end of it. <laughs> deliver, <laughs> deliver what at the end of it? Um. Well,
1: you can put your imagine, imagination to that. It's no good flirting with the girl if you haven't got the chat up line and get a, you know, yeah. get get a, get a drink inside her. What about, um, <laughs> just uh, a drink, Rick. No good taking the money in the Christmas <laughs> shop and not buying a present. So, yeah,
2: so do you think Hilda's gone a bit far then with what he's... What about Casemiro? Like,
0: I was, God, bloody! get a word in. Thought me. What about yeah, Casemiro? I was, uh, I was
1: disappointed with his comments. Casemiro. Casemiro. Now, what about him? What about him?
0: Well, why well, didn't you ask? Add him, him add him to the team, and potentially, I mean, the, the stories about De Jong seem to be getting slightly more positive. Although I can't, I can't, I don't know. I just don't know what to think about that one. But I mean, you know, we've still got people coming in. We could have this Anthony coming in. We could have this other guy, Gang, Ganko, is it? Go, go, um, yeah, from PSV, um, you know, oh, uh, Gak or something, Gakpo, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, well, just, yeah. just on that oh. aid, what, what
3: do you think of the Casemiro deal? Because what I mean by that is that I've, I've no doubt that he's a really good player, and my, my concern is obviously. You boys want it to be the, the club to be run a lot better and to have a little bit more thought behind it. A five-year deal and like that's a—he's uh, going to coop so much money, isn't he? And I think it's four, the, the four years would be, actually,
0: Dave. It's four years and,
3: and, it? and a year. I guess the concern um, um, would be if when he's thirty-two, and if there's a dip, there might not be, but you really struggle to obviously. Ship him on because what, he's still on a, age, a huge way. What
2: weight. age was uh, Fernandinho when he finally left City uh, this summer?
3: 36. But then, 36. at the flip side, how old was Matic when he went down the drain? <laughs> yeah,
2: if you don't know, you once
3: you yeah. get past
2: 30, you don't know when the legs are going to go. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. That's the 40, thing, isn't
3: it? That's the if word.
0: You
2: have to pay four well, years' wages. I've wait, watched you get two them. years
0: after Real Madrid very often in the, in the semi final, final of the Champions League because they've been there such a lot. And Casemiro certainly stood out to me as being a damn good player. Um, oh, he's class. You know, he is. Well, a... well, you,
1: you've, got to, you, you've got to look at his, his, his record, haven't you? I mean, you know, San Paulo, 92 appearances. You know, Real Madrid, you know, over 240 appearances. Porto, you know, a short period of time, but three goals in 28. no, it's not in the Premier League. You know, but he's been a Brazilian. He got 60, 63 caps um, for Brazil. I mean, his, his record of winning in, in his, uh, his trophies, you know, is just unbelievable. Um, so he's got you know, he's got. He's got five La Liga um, trophies?
3: I mean, the guy, the guy is just a winning machine. He's winning. Where mentality. do you think Where do you think this transfer came from? because no-one was talking about this, and then, bam, talk of Casemiro, and he's in the building. Wow. How do you manage well, I to think do that? That was, that
0: was, a, that was a Manchester struggled. United of old transfer. No build-up, mm. nothing, just suddenly, here you are, wham, bam, thank you, man. That's the well, way that's they used to do it. it doesn't, make, do any sense, it. Aid. It doesn't mm? make any sense,
3: Because It doesn't it, make any sense, because it's not no. entwined with how they're doing it at the moment. To buy, so, a world class,
2: to buy a world-class player in a position where you need a world-class player, the mind... Boggles, but I would just Mm. say the best thing about that Casemiro is you're going to see he's going to get the best uh, pastor Fred, which is which is good because there's another Uh, world
1: Brazilian. Actually, when you talk about uh, finances, he you know he's only pulling in 10.5 million a year. So when you consider, well, yeah, but when you consider the wages in the Premier League,
2: Mm. that
1: that is quite a snip of money, you know, to actually pull in a player of that quality, at 30 years old, you know. Um it was quite funny actually. When I was at Trowbridge, I was tiny nine and then uh, uh talking you weren't to just getting like a normal player. This is, now, this is way, <laughs> How
2: does he get from
1: When they were talking about me in, in summer I became thirty, and then all of a sudden they said start talking to me about being a veteran. Yeah.
2: You know,
1: and I was saying like that, that, what, what what why am I a veteran now? You know, just because I've turned thirty, and it almost became uh, a thing about me proving myself again, like I was starting out again and, and trying to prove myself, even though I was 30 years old and a fairly, for that level of football, a fairly, you know, like experienced defender. What they've got there is a pure winner that's going to hopefully dominate games and, and, and keep the ball like a certain person for Liverpool does and he's, he's injured and I'm, with a hamstring, you know what I mean? So the, the quality is there. How he develops in the Premier League is a totally different thing at the speed of the premiership yeah. but only time will tell you know whether his legs are gone or whether they go in two seasons who will know but what you have got is is, is somebody who knows how to win and knows how to play in certain ways you know and uh, he's coming into. He, he should be extremely excited after seeing that first performance of him uh, beating, beating Liverpool
2: Highlight of the game Highlight of the game Ronaldo coming pitch side mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah Mm, and totally blanking Jamie Carragher.
2: that was so funny.
0: Yeah, that so really was funny. quality that was. At least he's got a bit of sense sense of humor in him anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: surprised it'll really. be interesting to see what it would be interesting to see what happens actually in the next few weeks because I honestly think that Maguire will go. I think well, sure supposed to be sniffing, aren't they?
3: Apparently
1: so, apparently so, but I and think sure
3: He'll be class. He'll
1: yeah. be
2: he'll be um, less. Yeah, he's bound to be. Absolutely 100% nailed on he'll be world class. You no. Know, I think I'd
1: get rid of Shaw now if I was him, yeah. you know. Uh yeah. even Ronaldo, if if he's not thinking Ronaldo could do a job for him, you know, it, Ronaldo needs to go. Let him enjoy his his career somewhere else and get that young, exciting, energetic style that he what he's just shown that he can get out of the side by by changing um you know, can you have look at the way that the Man United played? You know, and this is coming from a Liverpool fan. I hate talking about it. But when you see the way they played yesterday, Maguire doesn't fit into the side. No. Ronaldo doesn't fit into the side. Yeah. Shaw doesn't fit into the side. You know? But, but it's, no good,
0: it's no good going on about Ronaldo going. If nobody wants him, um, we're stuck with him, basically. And he is going to end up well, sitting it's, on it's, the it's bench like, a lot.
1: Listen, but, but, hey you've got to remember, he was your top performer last year.
0: Yeah, I know. Twenty-four goals. You're right. But he was a, he was your he was your
1: top performer in, in a poor yeah, side. He so, was. I mean, let's not let's not try and get rid of him too so But I'm just saying, if it's, if the manager deems him not to fit into to the way because he's on about this high pressing and they did it phenomenally well without him in the side, you know, it, it can can he do that for a sustained period? Now, he's a, he probably was saying even though he's got a body of a god, you know, uh, that he probably can't. Do it at the moment, you know. It's, it's, it's not his style of play, even though he's ruthless in front of goal, and he's still got that quality. You know, for what Ten Hag wants to do, um, it's shown out to me, in, in, you know, as as a type of coach. Like right, you know, that, that that the people like McGuire, Shaw, you know, and Ronaldo, and certain other players as well. Do you think? Do you cute. think
3: Thorpe? It might go down to deadline day because yes. we know from what we've seen so far is that deadline day is just like no other day. I don't know if you boys caught the Amazon documentary for Arsenal, but um, yeah. I did think the uh, how they handled the Aubameyang situation on the final day was fascinating in terms of they had all the club lawyers there, and then in the end, because Barcelona wanted a loan, this was all on deadline yeah. day, and in the end, they managed to get him out of his contract and managed to get Barcelona to pay all of his wages to sign him on a free... Who's to say that somebody last minute might not go, maybe this is a bad example because he's not likely to go there. But if Aubameyang goes to Chelsea on deadline day, I know Barcelona bought Lewandowski, but they might go, oh, well, we need something on the last day of the season now. Maybe Ronaldo will buy himself out of his contract or United will do something on deadline day to take him off the wage bill and ends up going somewhere else. I think deadline day might change everything. But you, we'll see.
0: You could be right. I mean, they could have all been sitting there waiting and the same. well, like, if we leave it right down to about half past nine on the, on the last day, when everybody's getting in a panic about it, you know, there might be some good business to be done then because they, somebody can mm. sneak in and say, well, you know, we'll do a, a crazy deal for him and Ronaldo will get his own way and United will be lost without him and away we go, you know. Even if it's the mm. Middle East or somewhere. Yeah. I don't think it, no, I can't see him going there. I think because he wants, he I mean, was, he wants Champions League, doesn't he? That's what he wants.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's had an offer from the from the Saudis. Talking of which, it, it was the sport washing derby as well mm. this weekend. Saudi Arabia three, Abu Dhabi three. Disrespectful.
0: Uh, yeah. What a bad I mean, game, though. To be fair. Yeah. What a phenomenal football. game! It's going to Champions game. League
3: final in eight years' time. <laughs> oh, Shoot me now.
0: <laughs> that
1: was a, that was an amazing game um and you know compliments to the players every single one of them put in a shift there
0: mm. yeah definitely i bet i bet newcastle thought they'd won that when they were three one up they must have thought here we go now we've got about last no, no, i mean
1: i'll tell you what also showed what a great signing to uh, trippier was what a fantastic player what a fantastic yeah. right back and great you know, free kick he, wasn't it oh he's got that in his armor as well i mean he's just an outstanding footballer and uh it, to me, I don't think he
3: needs to go anywhere else. So what about the uh, what Blair about the red trade. card, Thorpe? Was it uh, was it a red he's card he, for you or not? He's a it magician, seems to isn't a it? Opinion. This he one. He
2: can turn red into yellow.
3: He's a magician. <laughs> seems uh, like an no, opinion. It, yeah, no, it wasn't sending off
1: for me.
2: Just yeah. simply based on the angle of his boot. That's amazing, isn't
1: it? That's what they because his studs were It was. Cl- Listen, it was a it was a professional foul. We've seen it plenty of times before. Um, did it deem a red card? No, I don't like it. I don't like it in the game. Have I done some it? Some have. Yeah. Some have been seen as
3: red cards, though, haven't yeah, they? I they think have, that's where it have, gets a bit. When you look it, at how fast the players going, etc. Like you've seen players before where they've done sort of a tactical foul like that, and you expect yeah. the ref to give a yellow, and any brandishes a red, and you think, oh, hold on, well, what's I, happened here?
2: He, I
1: think he explained it extremely well afterwards. Look, he said, "I, I need to take one for the team." Uh, it did, did look a bit yeah. clumsy. And I apologised to him straight away. And, uh, you know, he accepted it straight away like a good professional he is. And um,
2: That's the other he understood thing, that it. That's the thing that Pep's brought into the game. As much as we laud his style of play and whatever, fouls committed tactically on the halfway line is very much yeah. a Pep Guardiola tactic. Yeah. Always has we,
1: been. we We see it all the time. And uh, would I like to see a red card for that type of foul? Personally, I would. But it, it's, um, it's, not, it's it's not. The laws of the game at the moment, it's not a red card. It's just cynical. It's just slowing up the game. We all I, I
3: thought it was different. funny. I don't know if you boys saw it, but it, it came across quite clear on the uh, on the TV that he just kept shouting "Kev, Kev, Kev, Kev" just over and over again, trying to trying to catch up with De Bruyne to apologise. I yeah. thought that was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: He's what about Mr. Took all then? We ought to have a little mention about little Tommy. Um, Tommy. Tommy. Um, yeah, what's wrong with Chelsea? All of a sudden, I mean, they seem to go apart all of a sudden.
3: How good it Leeds, Rick. Let's ask it that way. How good it leads. Let's ask it well, that Leeds, way.
2: Leads are going down again this year. It's <laughs> a, it's
3: such a yeah, if the actually, table's upside down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I actually
1: think the, um, the the season is going to be a bit like that. You know, we've talked about you know the, the strength in this teams. That can beat anybody on their day, and I think it's going to be a little bit of that season. You know, it could be probably the lowest. Uh, this is why I think Man City probably went it by ten points this year. You know, and uh, they are going to going to do it at a cancer,
2: and then there's yeah, going to be yeah. behind them.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I do. I think that that's that's the way it's going to go this season. I think they, they, the, the signings they made were absolutely out of this world. You know, I'd love to have seen. You know, what would what I would question. Maybe we can't afford it, but why are we not going for people like Harland? You know what I mean. That would have been a
3: fantastic signing for us. So and, um, Man City will win it by a canter. There'll be loads of us all left behind, and we'll be miser- We'll all be miserable collectively this season, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, I think that Liverpool needed to sign. They, they made good,
1: good, really good signings, but I just think they needed more. You know, we we if we're to bring it up to the level we need to. But we're very much not—we're not a team that goes out and spends a massive amount of money. You ever look at our spending against other teams? We're, we're probably in about eighth, ninth, tenth in in the league for spending. And um, you know, it's about quality. And I think that he keeps those, those reins on the old, uh, uh, you know, on the shekels, um, very, very close. And well, we, we uh, had it, this it's...
2: conversation a few a, a few weeks, but might even be a few months now. About mm. um, obviously. Liverpool. I think is acknowledged that Liverpool were the best team that's ever played in the Premier League's history, and uh, all they've got is one title with an asterisk next to it. <laughs> For all the dominance and all the being the best team, and is it? And
3: the Champions L- League?
1: No, but that's we not listen. We, we have gone through a very, very, very <laughs> sticky patch where the club wasn't being run properly, and uh, as we said, you know when when the demise of Manchester United started happening, I said, well, listen, us the Liverpool fans have been through this experience before oh. and, uh, and it's not nice. You know, when you're not winning trophies and you think, well, you know, what's happened to our great club? And you know, it is hard, but you've got to keep supporting them. You keep hoping it changes. And then when you get our little bit of success that we've had so far, you know, uh, it's fantastic. But I tell you now, the Premier League is, is a lot harder to win now than ever before. You know, with the quality in the Champions League, you know, I don't think you're going to find that team that's going to really dominate it for years and years and years to come. You know, again, as much as as much as Man City have spent an absolute shed load of money and bought in some amazing players, they have still not won the Champions League, and that's what they really want.
0: Yeah, but just going back to Leeds United a minute, does uh, <laughs> their, their dominance... Really? Um, you know, does that make Bielsa a bad manager? Because, I mean, he they, they certainly look a different team at the moment, no. don't they?
1: Not at, all. not at all. No, absolutely not. The bloke's record's amazing.
2: You know, and it's so the groundwork work, he did. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's no, he groundwork them, he Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. He started the catalyst of, of, of you know, and maybe the manager now is actually getting the better out of those players because also you know, it's one fault. Maybe he wouldn't want to change his style. But he was a phenomenal... I mean, you can't say, is he back? No way. I mean, look at his toils. Look at... And you
2: he, know, he completely his... reinvigorated
3: Lee. It might be a different situation. But, like, at the start of the show, I talked to you about how Liverpool possibly might be burnt out and, and it'll yeah. be a little bit flat. Like, you yeah. could possibly argue that that's what happened at Leeds. It wasn't for sort of playing yeah. badly, but they they had to do that in the championship, which, okay, it's a level below, but it's more thick and fast games every week, oh, and it's still 90 minutes of football. Tough league, yeah. So was it just a case of just, like, they just didn't have, they couldn't physically have it in them anymore, so they just needed a slightly different approach to refresh it? Yeah, but
1: there's also a bit of quality, you know, great, good players, Great players, but is that is that the highest standard, highest level in, in world football we're talking about now? You know, it, the, 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 the fine margins
3: are so fine that you. Aaron looks a talent. Sorry? Aronson looks a talent, the American lad oh, that yes. they brought in. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
1: And, but the, again, he's, he's, he's realised that he's not got that, maybe that quality, so he has to do it with work rate. You know, one thing that the West Ham have found—they haven't gone out and bought too many players. What they have bought is fairly good, but they haven't got a striker. They haven't scored a goal. You know, you can't. And their work rate's not as good as what it was last season. They I, I spent
2: this afternoon with uh, with my brother. who's a West Ham fan. Yeah. He's not optimistic at all about the season. He Moyes run. out. Moyes out. Oh, Moise Get Moyes here. Yeah, no, no. but they, again, it could be their
1: it could be their season to have a dodgy season, and then they'll yeah. have to rebuild again. That which which might mean they might have to sell Rice. They might have to sell Rice to get like hundred million yeah. in, and, and all of a sudden, play three or four players that that can strengthen the squad. Because such good, you know, he's a he's a fantastic commodity for them. Yeah, they don't want to, you know, they they don't, don't want to lose him. But this guy wants trophies. No way, do ways about it. And a bad season at a West Ham will probably tip him over the edge. His agent is saying, "Come on now, you know it's time for you to move on." And he'll go, "Yeah, okay, I've given my best times for West Ham and and move on to a better club."
0: Oh,
3: a better club! I <laughs> think. your brother, brother think of those words? <laughs> well, it's not being—it's
1: it's <laughs> not being He wants—he wants, if he wants some and pedals. He's got a—you know. Let's be fair. West Ham are not going to not going to do it. The best they can do is get into the Europa League at the moment. You know, until they until they they build their 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 club funds up um, to a point where they can probably press again.
2: Well, it's seven quid a pint inside the London Stadium. They're doing
1: their best to get the funds in. Jeez, that's not seven too bad. That's not, point point. bad. that's not bad. That's not bad. In London prices, that's not bad. Watch it now. They're saying that a pint could double that. That's mental. It, it's three, it's only three
0: pound fifty at Old Trafford. I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, but you have to watch United.
2: That's
1: the penalty that comes with it. Mm.
2: yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: And you've got to travel up there as well, so that
3: becomes an expensive point, doesn't it? It does yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is up at Yeovil. I should know. I. Drink enough there. <laughs> never, you never pay for one though, here. So that's no. no. So <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I must, Eight. I must stress, this is after the game, not, not Short before, abs, obviously. pockets, it? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> never on air. <laughs> um, he doesn't get enough pocket money now.
0: That's the point. Absolutely.
1: days He's got to ask the boss now, <laughs> hasn't he?
0: <Yeah. laughs> How is little Pryor coming along?
3: Uh, yes, really nicely, thank you. We're uh, we're halfway through. So, uh, how are you, babe? Yeah, got... Have
2: you have you got bad back? You sore? <laughs> right?
3: So, uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm not looking forward to having my hand squeezed. Have uh, that sound? <laughs> oh, that should be squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> We've we'll
2: got her in this mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talking yeah, keep of keep it uh... clean, gentlemen, keep it clean. Well, I was just about to say. Um, unfortunately, poor Eric, uh, he had a little slip of the tongue yesterday, didn't he? That was quality. Yeah, that it was, was wasn't really it? Good. Talk about yeah. dropping a bomb. That was one. So,
3: just on that, guys, um, I, I work with um, somebody who, who's from Holland, and he was telling me that when when he first came over to England, is that they have difficulty in understanding where swear words actually fit in a sentence. And he was telling me about how I think it was his mother in law's and um he asked for a just asked for a cup of tea, but said well, I don't want to do the accent, but but basically just asked his mother in law if he could have an effing cup of tea and an effing biscuit. Like it just got put into the wrong to the wrong sentence. And I think there is an element of that that um I don't know if it's if if you can sort of label that against all Dutch people, I'm sure you can't. But I just but wondered if there is possibly a, a lack of understanding on how to use it in a sentence.
0: I think, I think you could level beg- that against Steve McLaren. That does, <laughs>
2: um, that does beg the question, though. Know, anyone who spent any time with Adrian and listened to Adrian talk is he actually Welsh or Dutch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welsh Aww. boy, Welsh. All right, okay. I'm proud of it. Established. Well, shouldn't proud of it. Look, we're getting very, the it was very where funny. Adrian, how the
2: other words in a sentence go apart from the F words. That's the only ones he knows, um, and then all the other words into a sentence that he finds confusing.
0: Well, I, th- I think the fact that every week for the last God knows how many weeks I've come on the podcast and I've never used the F word at all, so uh, maybe you know, there's a little bit of uh, control there, which perhaps Eric hasn't got. Not is is that the
1: control you don't have before we start? Yeah, that's, we, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the one. That's we've, the one. We've,
0: we've
3: come a long way from when we used to have connection issues at the oh, start yeah. of Three Radio.
0: That was... yeah.
2: this whole um, not swearing, is it just because you're too tight to pay for a bleep machine?
0: No, no, it's nothing to do with a beat machine, mate. But I'll tell you what, if you'd, if you'd have been listening and when we, we first started doing commentaries and getting all sorts of connection problems, oh, God, it was oh, unbelievable. Like unbelievable, wasn't it,
3: Hilda? Uh, yeah, it was. It, yeah. was, it was. I, I just seem to remember, I think it was, I know we're going off topic slightly, but I remember Ian getting a, a voice note, you saying, Rick, about how you just sort of clip things up and use it back, yeah. and it was just... AD saying an expletive and it was just going over and over and over again we
0: don't fun. have to clip
2: that up that's how we talk
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway enough of this uh, we are running out of time so all I can say is thank you very much gentlemen for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure to have Mr. I think Thorpe we got through that mate And uh, yeah, you do, to Mr. Mr. Pryor.
2: well done chaps that was good well done
0: yeah, yeah, I think you did, and I thought you took it very well, really, considering because uh, Thorpey <laughs> was was quite quite sort of complimentary about uh, getting absolutely stuffed out of sight by the best team in uh, North England. So, I don't
1: think he was stuffed, but he certainly. I'm grateful
0: that our next game
3: is Bournemouth at home. So if we don't win that one, then we are in trouble.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that'd yeah. be a barometer. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, chaps, thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget to join us on Saturday when Thorpey and Hilda will be doing the commentary for Town versus Dagenham and Redbridge, starting at yeah. approximately 10 to 3. So please join us on for the that. Win, and um, in the meantime, the first win. have a good week and uh, we'll join you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> listening to Football Bloody Hell. Paul Thorpe, Hilda Pryor, Rick Hyatt and myself have been discussing the demise of Liverpool Football Club. And by Yingle, we enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.